0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the power of happiness, how it can save your dating life. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandell. You're listening to Kind of Dating. If you like what you hear in this episode, please uh, give us a five-star review on wherever you get the podcast and subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel. We're also on social media at Kind of Dating on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm at Natasha Chandell on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandell on Twitter. Uh, We're going to jump right in. Let's jump right in. Second episode. Uh Uh-oh. With the Rob Mack. He is a happiness coach and author of Happiness from the Inside Out, The Art and Science of Fulfillment. He's a celebrity dating coach on E's Famously Single. He's been endorsed by Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey, and Vanessa Williams, among others. And he's a co host of the Man Whisperer podcast yes. with Laurel. How's that going? It's going amazing. <laughs> I was on your show too. Yes, you it was are. so fun. That was
1: my favorite episode, I have to say. Oh, yes. so far, you just yes. say that to
0: every guest. No, I don't. Guys, he says Actually, that to no, everybody. I promise His last I don't so uh we're talking about happiness and we you're are. a happiness coach yes tell me how you even got into oh this boy area of happiness so
1: i know this is supposed to be like a comedy podcast no so no go there, we get but, deep okay we get, this is the real shit that. yeah so i i um had an amazing like childhood mm-hmm. but i was severely depressed mm. and um Number of reasons, but I did well academically and athletically, but I was just super depressed. So as time went on, the depression got worse Mm -hmm. and I never really sought any help for it. I Mm -hmm. just tried to deal with it on my own. And um, that didn't work (laughs) very well. And so um, I eventually got to the place where I was convinced that I just wanted to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did like lots lots of research Mm -hmm. and everything like that and um, eventually decided I was going to like slit my wrist. because that's what I had access to. Mm -hmm. I could get a knife, whatever, a razor blade. And so um, I remember like, making that decision then actually still have the, you can kind of see them still Still have the um uh test marks there in my arm yeah if you can see i didn't kind of the right direction so i didn't do enough research but um so anyway i did yeah so um i just kind of dug in but it's interesting because when i started like digging into my wrist Mm -hmm. like i experienced perfect peace Mm -hmm. and i was almost dare i say happy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but nothing on the outside had changed so i thought that was kind of wild i'm like this is really weird like nothing in my life and i didn't really have any problems per se mm-hmm. to speak of i was had i was healthy had a great family had a great girlfriend at the time had a great job paid good money uh yeah i was drowning in student loan debt but who isn't that wasn't the mm-hmm. problem really you know and um but i was really deeply unhappy on the inside and depressed and uh but when i sort of dug that knife in and i had this peace and this like almost bliss like wash over me I was like you know I can put off suicide for certainly for five minutes or for an hour I should just look into this a little bit (laughs) you know so I started looking into it and it was kind of mind-blowing to me I looked at it from two different sort of perspectives one was from like through spiritual uh, traditions Mm -hmm. and all The spiritual traditions, if you dive deep enough, kind of said similar things about suicide Mm -hmm. um, that it basically wouldn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then I looked at it from a psychology perspective and I realized how many people are deeply depressed or suicidal Mm -hmm. um, in the world. Mm -hmm. And that depression has actually increased exponentially Mm -hmm. um, over the last 50, 60, 70 years, despite life getting better on the outside Mm -hmm. so despite life improving technologically in terms of uh, health outcomes and medicine all that good stuff people on the inside are feeling worse for it Mm -hmm. um so then i just um at some point in time i matriculated into a program at penn that's all about the science of happiness really it's Mm -hmm. uh masters of applied positive psychology and sort of started you know helping other people with it
0: wow that's uh that's amazing i mean you're right there are so many people who suffer from anxiety and depression. We've, we've done an episode on it. And for this episode, we'll also share the suicide prevention line um, for anybody to know that they're not alone if they are going through this. Absolutely. Um, but I, I mean, I completely uh, understand where you're coming from. I have battled depression since I was like in my teens. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I've had like probably a couple like real depressive episodes in my life, you know, Teens, mid twenties. I'm which is what am I talking about? I'm eighteen.
1: Yeah. It was like a year ago. Shit.
0: Um <laughs> and uh and then just like a few years ago where, you know, I I literally had uh had a breakdown. Do you, it's something I try to always remind anybody who's going through depression, but also if you're working on the happiness thing, it's like a daily thing. It's yeah. like you constantly have to keep yourself in check every day and uh and constantly be like slightly ahead of your your emotions with it
1: a hundred percent it's actually i would say it's a moment to moment thing yeah it's, it's like being a, a, an addict mm-hmm. right and i uh, i've always tended to say that Um, you know, we call addicts people who have been addicted to drugs or alcohol or maybe sex or something Mm -hmm. like that, but that we're all addicts in one sense or another because the root of all addiction is really a mind that can't stop thinking. Yeah, It's it's a mind that's obsessed Mm -hmm. with thinking. And um, that's at the very root. That's what sort of unhappiness is. Mm -hmm. It's a mind that just simply can't stop thinking, particularly in a specific direction or about specific things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Completely agree with you.
0: But isn't it, isn't it also interesting, like, especially for you, but, um, how something that's like such a dark moment could be the the catalyst for such great change where you're helping so many other people like work through something. Oh, it's everything. You know? It's yeah.
1: mind-blowing that you say that. And that's actually, um, I think, the greatest gift The greatest gift I've ever experienced in my life was the depression and the mm-hmm. unhappiness. Without yeah. question. Without that, I wouldn't even be sitting here right now getting yeah. an opportunity to talk to you about it and, um, and being able to help other people mm-hmm. find happiness. And so, um, no, my unhappiness, uh, my suicidal ideation, all that stuff, the greatest gift I've ever been yeah. given if you had told me that at the time of course yeah you wouldn't have been able to hear any of that yeah. yeah um but yeah i definitely think that our greatest problems often point to our highest purpose mm-hmm. um, and that's certainly the case with me
0: yeah um i think that's a i hope that in, that is inspiration for people listening a little tweetable Let's every say, now, now and, and, of, and then yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll put that in a quote <laughs> on our kind of dating Instagram. put your picture next to yeah. it i think we'll get more more likes right. um so that said Lisa, we said what unhappiness is but what's happiness how do you define happiness
1: so i say that happiness is just who you are. Mm. It's what you are already. Um, when you don't let any thoughts get in the way. Mm. Okay. So, um, if you notice like all of nature is perfectly blissful, except for like man and woman, except for human Mm -hmm. beings, like, you know, birds and trees and the rivers, I mean, flowers, it's, there's, there seems to be perfect bliss really in Mm -hmm. nature. Um, And it's only men and women that have made a problem of their own existence. Mm -hmm. Um, So my experience has been, and this has only come through lots and lots of years of like research and practice and reading and meditating and all this stuff is that when my mind is perfectly still and quiet, I experience perfect bliss. Mm -hmm. And that bliss is not um, something that comes from me. It's, It's essentially just who and what i am mm-hmm. it's who and what we all are so um i believe that that's all of us that our essential nature is happiness mm-hmm. and that um it's not something that you have to um that you can't even consume or acquire or manufacture or achieve or any of those things it's something you just um sort of rest into you sort mm-hmm. of sink into that you're always there and that's just the thinking that gets in the way of that yeah that makes sense,
0: yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it definitely does. And, and would you say, would you say it's like because you know, you and I have had this talk about like the soul and whatever? Yeah. Would you say it's like, um, the thinking is sort of the, the conscious mind, and then that the soul is sort of the subconscious mind, but the conscious mind, because we think so much and we're still in the physical world, it like really. The, the, can kind of block.
1: Yeah, the, I think that's. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you put it that way. Um, sometimes people refer to um, God as mind mm-hmm. or soul, or call it self with a capital S. Mm-hmm. I, you can use any of those terms. You can use any term you want. I think that, but that essentially, God is another word for perfect happiness mm-hmm. or perfect love. Yeah, or perfect peace. Um, so you could call this. You could say that subconscious mind mm-hmm. too. A lot of people in the um, well, both the psychology and spiritual um, spirituality space when they refer to subconscious mind, they usually mean thinking that's operating below the level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so that can complicate the use of that term a little bit, subconscious mind. So I just prefer either, um, non, like no mind, Mm. um, or God.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: God would be something that I could never define or describe at all. It'd be just that experience of like knowing that that there's something that, I'm one with, but that's also sort of greater than me. I can also call it life with a capital L. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. God,
1: capital uh, G, life, capital L, self, capital S, it's all the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, guys, I'm bringing this back to the dating thing. Okay. Cause it is related. It's Yeah. In that, in that, like you, uh, we tend to think that happiness or our state of being comes from external factors from money, from having everything go your way from not having any tension in your life and not having any conflicts or whatever, the childhood, the millions of reasons we come up with that, you know, are standing in the way of our happiness. But, What like according to what you're saying too is like it it's it doesn't come from any of that and i think one of the greatest lessons like i had learned was in an acting class and uh And she is a big casting director. And she had said she's seen so many celebrities over the years. And she said, whatever state of being you are in before you made it will be amplified by 10 after you make it. So if you are an unhappy person and depressed before you make it, when you make it, you will just be 10 times more. And she goes, and before you, if you're happy, you will be 10 times more happy. I remember that, like, struck me because we always think when I get this, it's going to make me happy.
1: Oh my gosh, totally. Well, what's Jim Carrey say so well? I want everybody to accomplish their Mm -hmm. dreams and to get as rich and famous as humanly possible so they can finally discover it's not the answer. Not the answer. Like, that is completely true and fame and money and power are magnifying glasses. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're unhappy before, you can expect to be much, you know, to large to be much unhappier, um, to be even less happy later. That being said, the happiness, the unhappiness might look different, Mm -hmm. right? Suddenly, the unhappiness isn't about the poverty, the abject poverty. Now it's about all the people that you feel aren't your friends or your true friends because and they're only friends with you because you have money and Mm -hmm. you can't trust anyone now or and you can't date anyone now and so or you know so for for it looks a little different might feel a little different but at the core it is unhappiness and it is magnified
0: yeah and uh would you say that like, or why would you say dating yeah. specifically creates so much unhappiness for people?
1: Yeah, so I I would say that uh, it doesn't create it; it just brings it out. Yeah, it's like addiction. The addiction doesn't create it; it just brings out the unhappiness that's mm. already in inside, right? And so, um, part of it is because, um, you know, I, I would say that, and people are probably will probably get lots of DMs for this one, but I would say that most of dating and relationship, in um, the search for sort of love out in the world is a dyslexic search for self-love or for the love of God.
0: hundred percent. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. All
1: right. So, okay. So if we, if we agree to that, then suddenly you can see why, um, the, uh, goal is right. Yes. We want to feel love. We want to be love, and all that good stuff, but the direction is wrong. Yeah. Right. And so, um, it's like anything else, like speeding up or continuing to go in a Mm -hmm. direction that doesn't, that doesn't work only increases the pain. Mm. -hmm. Right. Yeah. It doesn't cure the pain. So it's like you got to sort of deal with, you got to pull the problem out at the root Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's within yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Since you're the happiness coach, I think this is something people are really, really wondering. Do you have to be happy all the time?
1: Yeah. So I would say that you're, you are happy all the time. Yeah. You don't know it. Yeah. Um, So that's the first thing is that you have to realize that you are always happy. Yeah. But thoughts get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's like, it's like anything else. It's like the sun is always shining. And sometimes you forget the sun is shining because you don't see it. Yeah. You don't feel it. Um, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, so you're always happy. Okay. At the deepest core, your essential yeah, nature that... is happiness. You're not anything but that, but you do have moments where you forget it and you don't need to remember it all the time. Of yeah. course not. It's not yeah, even, yeah. you know, it's not impossible possible as long as you're in a physical body, you're going to, yeah. s- you know, have moments where you're not, um, aware of your essential nature, which is happiness. Um, That being said, um, generally speaking, science has found that the happier you are, the higher people will rate you in terms of attractiveness.
0: Mm. Right. So, oh, my gosh. Yes. yes, We're going to talk about that. Yes. Yes.
1: So, you know, happiness improves your dating life for that one reason alone. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but when you're happier, the happier you are. The earlier you get married, the longer you stay married and the happier you are in all your relationships, whether you're married or not. Yeah. Right. So really the master key to dating relationships and love is happiness. Mm-hmm. And it sounds crazy to people because they're like, well, I want to find love so I can be happy. But I'm saying get happy and you'll find love.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, and even if you
1: didn't, you'd be like, oh, what's the matter? Yeah. I've already got the goal. Yeah. I've already got the gold, which is happiness itself.
0: Yeah. Um, I asked that question because I think like with... Uh, I think with a lot of like though, this isn't new age stuff at all. Um, but I'm just saying with a lot oh, yeah. of like new age stuff, uh, I always talk about something called like half knowledge yes. where like, you know, we tell people or, or people hear part of something, which is be happy or be positive. If something bad happens, yeah. just be positive about it. And I, and I try to have like, I always call myself like a pragmatic spiritualist, yeah. like uh, where at the core I, I am a very, very spiritual person, but I think we're still in a physical life, and so we got to— acknowledge that god gave us feelings he gave us a mind yeah. he gave us all these things yeah. that we have to try to find the balance between so there are times well, that like you know if you're going through something and somebody breaks your heart it's normal and okay to not be happy about it and the whole thing is to like not be attached to that feeling and knowing you are what you said that deeper being and like not dwelling in it but, that, but feel it beautifully and said. then let it go
1: beautifully said um that's just so eloquently said i just love that and you're right i mean So the challenge and the opportunity is to not identify with the thoughts or the feelings or the body. Yes, like yeah. Like, you may have thoughts, you may have feelings, you may have a body, but you are not those things. You mm-hmm. are just simply spirit, right? You are just simply energy. I mean, that's, that's if, if you're always identified with that, that, the fact that you're spirit that you're energy or you're just simply able to abide in that or be that, then all of a sudden you can experience the thoughts, you can experience the feelings and you can experience even things that are going on in your physical body, but you don't attach to it, you don't identify with it and therefore you don't suffer psychologically and emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm-hmm doesn't mean you don't experience pain, physical pain, mm-hmm. but 99% of the suffering that we experience in life is psychological, emotional, yeah. really spiritual pain, yeah. right? So that's the difference is that mm-hmm. when it's like your car, right? If you thought your car was part of you, you'd have a major problem if it got dent or scratch, right? Re- recognizing that it's not a part of you, yeah. right? Or, or, or that it's not you, that you're not your car, that it's just simply that you have and that you can get, you know, it changes your entire relationship to your car.
0: I like that. I never right. thought of it that way, of like of separating that that kind of even the dating life. Like yeah. think of it like a car. Like okay, right. you get it gets a dent, yes. but it can be fixed, and right. it'll it'll keep moving on. Right. Or if not, you'll get a new car. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right, Natasha.
0: New people, yeah. <laughs> plenty of cars in this in the, on the road. Um, you know, but yeah, it's a great metaphor like <laughs> actually,
1: because so much of it also is about staying on the on, on your side of the road. Yeah, You're just paying attention. Your stay in your lane. Yeah
0: yeah uh, no, <laughs> I like yeah. that one. um yeah because like uh you know i think when people when when they they feel or experience some kind of dating unhappiness i think the problem people have is like they can't get themselves out of it yes you know where they just are so identified to like this person breaking their heart yeah. or like i hear it all and i used to be this person guys are all dicks guys are mm. assholes you know like the whole girls are crazy whatever people want to say and i mean i actually used to say the words guys are crazy and there was shocker every guy I ever dated for like (laughs) years was a psycho and i was like what is happening i'm like because i kept saying guys are crazy then i started saying they're nice guys and i said they're a nice guy i just faked it (laughs) and then and and everybody i dated after that was a nice guy
1: it's profound how much of an impact our thoughts and words have on your yeah. life. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, and from a psychology perspective, we know that it has, it's the confirmation bias, mm-hmm. behavioral confirmation. They're all real um, phenomena of, of um, that sort of psychology, uh, psychological world. That being said, also from mm-hmm. a spiritual perspective, right? I mean, there's no question about it. Like um, when I have been convinced of something um, and I, and especially if I put in words to it as well, obviously all of a sudden I see it show up everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in my dating life That's or so my true. finances. And so, yeah, there's an Credible power in just intention um, and belief and thoughts and feelings. Okay. Yes.
0: So you said something that I was going to ask you, which is, does happiness make people more attractive?
1: Yes. A hundred percent. Is there a that's... why
0: to that? Like, is there any, mm. like, I just, yeah. th- I just only liken it to like mosquitoes. I'm <laughs> like every, like mosquitoes are attracted to light. Uh-huh. Like everything is attracted to light. We all are. If we walk uh-huh. in a dark room and. Lights go up. We're gonna look at definitely thought that.
1: you were going somewhere else. No, that. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like blood. No, no. It's like energy vampires. <laughs> like, oh that no, probably it. true as well. But you're right. You're totally right about that. The light. I love that metaphor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yes, for, for sure. I mean, I think of happiness as like health of the spirit. Right. Mm. And that's what it is. Like you got health of the body, health mm-hmm. of the mind. Happiness is sort of like health of the spirit. Yeah. The deepest core. And so, um, we're attracted to people, generally speaking, that mm-hmm. are healthy. Right, physically, mm, yeah. psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. So I say that on, based on that alone. Um, and sometimes we think of attraction as something that's very shallow, but mm-hmm. actually, attraction is something that's very complex. Yeah. Um. So I would say that's a simple way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's. It's. It is. Um. It. I do think that. When you're in different states of being, like you, you've talked about, I don't know how you felt, but when you were in sort of like the dark phase or even when you do go through them, um, I know for me, I was attracting people that were also going through a dark phase because it made me not feel like they had that simple thing of Misery Loves Company. Ugh. Like I felt like, oh, you are also from a crazy family, so we bond because we have a crazy family. And then that made me think that that made it...
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. It's so funny you say that, because I literally remember being in a relationship, the first relationship I was ever in. Very unhappy. Um, Beautiful girl was very unhappy as yeah, well. Yeah, And we kind of, like, sat around and, like, listened to, and I love Sarah McLachlan. Mm. But we, like, live in the, like listened to, like, the wrist slitting, like, over and over again oh, songs. Wow. Like, And I remember thinking, like, this is, you know, we could listen. It was not just the music cuz i love the music but it's also the mood mm-hmm. and i noticed that we we're just like feeding each other and then we go out in public and you kind of like feed on other people's mm-hmm. misery and they feed on yours and yeah so it sounds like a cliche but it's actually true yeah. misery loves company happiness loves company mm-hmm. um and of course now the challenge and the opportunity within the context of like a dating or relationship scenario is that if you're a happy person um you know um when you've worked at it and so it's stable kind of happiness um generally as hard as you try the happier person usually doesn't bring the less happy person up mm-hmm. the less happy person brings the more the happier person down i
0: was just about to ask you about that really to, wait yeah. continue no that's it so yeah, like, that, yeah like i was gonna say though the catch 22 of it is and i don't know how you feel about it because i feel like you're you you have a very uh, clearly and an, a great aura and and all of that and the positive energy so people must naturally be like attracted to you i sent the and, check the check is in the <laughs> mail actually, i promise
1: because <laughs> <No, I'm just laughs>
0: like because like um again old me who was going through a lot of things, who wasn't as conscious of what I was doing because I mean, I was just figuring it out. And I would be attracted to that guy that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, simply put, like I was. And now that I'm out of it, I realize or I get so many of those fucked up guys trying to get me down to their level. Yeah. And I've now just been like,
1: Nope. not interested well it's interesting because so it's it's something i had a hard time i understood intellectually but i, I had a hard time experientially like living out which is which mm-hmm. is this which is that you know people actively look for and only believe other people who confirm their own self-concept mm-hmm. right so if you have like a negative self-concept of yourself you will actively go out and seek people who will confirm that self-concept or you'll try to somehow manipulate, not always intentionally, often very unconsciously, those people so that they will confirm that negative self-concept that you have. It's really challenging because essentially what it means is is that when someone truly, deeply loves themselves, okay, they tend to only ideally hear and believe people when they also give them back information that tells them, hey, I love you too, or you're Mm -hmm. worth loving. The, The opposite is also true. When you don't love yourself, you tend to find and attract and even create people who do not love you either or do or seem that they don't love because they don't love themselves. So you attract other people who don't love themselves. Yeah. And so it's just really mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jenna wasn't saying hi. She was giving us a five minute cue.
1: Oh, I got you. <laughs> I'm like,
0: man, what's up, Jenna? How
1: are you doing over there?
0: Jenna's like, hi, I'm I also I felt like I here. I her And how? <laughs> I, felt like
1: I was leaving her out in the conversation.
0: Uh, what do you guys think though? Eric, Jenna, do you think people are, are you more attracted to happy people? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh... What constitutes that? How people talk about other people.
1: Mm. Oh, look at Eric right now. Eric's I'm
0: crushing brother. Yeah, he's a soul a, bomber yeah, right here. Up, man. No, but honestly, I, I think how people depict other people in their lives says where their mindset is. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, you think. And often, I used to hear is. Watch how other people talk about. I watch mm-hmm. how people talk about other people because that, that's how they'll talk about you. Yeah. So that that always used to just linger in the back of my mind. So usually,
0: if you you, you don't hang around people you don't like, mm-hmm. so yeah. Why are you talking about them all the time? Yeah. It wow. Tells you where you are. Yeah.
1: I feel like we come from the same cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Really, because I think that's huge, man. Like I, um, it's huge. You're absolutely right about that. It's absolutely huge, like the way that people talk about other people, and um. I remember uh, I became even more mindful of that. Like, I've always been mindful of that because I've always been sensitive to, like, I don't I, I hate the idea of hurting someone's feelings, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes you find yourself in conversations and somebody's talking about something. You're like, I uh-huh, yeah. really – but you – so in one way or another, either – you're basically complicit, yeah. right? And, and I – so a couple years ago with Laurel, um, with Laurel House, you know, we did Famously Single. And so we're miked all the time, mm-hmm. like every single day, all day for, forever, and you'd start so having conversations, and an officer you're like, man, that was a crazy thing that just happened, right? And you start talking, and then you think, I, I'm mic, like, I got a hot mic this whole time. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be careful what I'm saying. Yep, you know, and then suddenly, but and then when I, you know, left, moved on from from that project. I suddenly discovered, like, that's the way you should be conducting yourself all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And not even necessarily for the other person, but for you. Yeah. It feels so much better yeah. to focus on the positive qualities in Eric. Yeah. In t- not that it's, I mean, that's easy. But like, yeah. Jenna, it's all, it's, that's easy. But it's also um, so much more enjoyable and so much more uplifting for me personally. It's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do think that Eric just nailed it. Like, the way people talk about other people. It's yeah. A
0: lot about where they are in terms of their own happiness. Yeah. No, it's very, very true. I agree, Jenna. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with Eric. Uh, I feed off other people's energy, and if they're just miserable, then I'm miserable. Yeah, and I can't. I just can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people m- mirror people's like energy, and it really is like a drain. And I'm, and I'm telling you, like, uh, as ha- having started like very. You know, probably the last like couple of years, hardcore being like, nope, I'm only going for like the nice guys, the ones who are like, I, I'm very, I'm direct about it. I'm like, you can't be fucked up. I'm sorry. And that's not to <laughs> say sorry. like, there's a level yeah. of fucked up. We're yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I've come from a fucked up background, but I'm not fucked up anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? In that way where I'm like pulling somebody down or whatever it is. And that energy now just repels me. But I notice that those people like trying to to get at you of course and i had a and i only say this for if anybody else is like dealing with it because again like the, a month or so ago this guy hits me up and he had a fight with me because of this podcast and he was like you say you're not complicated because um, he asked me oh the one i told you earlier where i said he said well why isn't this working out right. and i said there's chemistry is no compatibility and he said why and i said well because Amongst the many other things, you openly call yourself a complicated person. And I'm not interested in complicated anymore. And uh, I said, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just not where I'm at in my life. And uh, he was tried to he got mad about it. And he was like, you're complicated. I was like, mm, I would probably call yeah. myself complex.
1: <laughs> um, went in. Com- yeah.
0: And he literally turned it like he got really upset. And I, I understood because it was like he felt you know that that feeling of like she's attacking me or whatever even though i was being really polite about it but fine then he tried to say that you know um i'm complex and i was like well here's the thing it's a very simple thing i it's just that i'm not you know into this kind of life anymore and he his words to me or his, his text to me was well um I don't get it up if things aren't complicated.
1: Ooh, I thought he went in earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Double yeah, down. Yeah.
0: And then, and then I was like, oh, well, that's interesting because I'm dry as fuck if something is complicated. So, and then I was like, and then I Can't literally, make it up. Can't make it up. I, I was here. like, good night, yeah, heart.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Then right? <laughs> like,
0: I don't need to yeah. be dealing with somebody trying to like yeah literally had rage issues and i was like i don't need to be dealing with this yeah. like right now in my life
1: so so remember that ghosting conversation <laughs> yeah no and i did no oh, trust me that, then i blocked
0: <laughs> that person that's what i'm saying yes. like then i was like and yeah. blocked. block not yeah. because i couldn't handle it i wasn't even scared i was just i noticed my energy change yeah. and yeah. i was like i don't want to be where you're trying to get me see
1: you just see this is and this is the thing and this is i just love that you point this out because i think it's like one of the greatest um what's well, been one of the greatest teaching lessons for me okay and that is that for, i think a huge part of happiness is being selfish enough right so like i almost i encourage people to be more self selfish yeah. enough to care about how you feel so much so that you you're not willing to think anything or feel anything or do anything that makes you feel less than happy mm-hmm. right so for, mm-hmm. that's a perfect illustration yep. like first if you're, if a person's really mindful in that experience, right, with you or with anyone, and you, like, you shoot off the text or you shoot off the comment, we all do it. We have knee jerk reactions. We're all human, like you yeah, said. yeah. That being said, if you're really mindful about how you feel, it feels like crap. Like it, you feel like crap. Like, and so then later you begin to realize, like, oh, all these, like, spiritual plateaus, platitudes and stuff like that, they make so much sense. Like, it's like this timeless wisdom. Like, oh, yeah, the opportunity here isn't to find love or find people to love you. The opportunity is to love people unconditionally. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean to be in a relationship with them
0: yes, I... at
1: all. It may, maybe you can love people better yeah. from a distance mm-hmm. often. But it does mean that in your effort or intention to unconditionally love people, you're doing something for yourself. Mm-hmm. It feels better. It just feels better. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like being nice. To- I mean, it's easy to be nice. I just, lo- I just love that. It feels yeah, so much yeah. better. It feels so much better just getting get along with people. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, when you're selfish enough to realize that your own happiness matters most and mm-hmm. you prioritize that, all these other things begin to fall in line. That's yeah. why it's called a master key.
0: Yeah. So what's, st- what do you think the- is standing in the way of most people's happiness? Too much thinking. Yeah. 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 Themselves, yeah. right? And they don't know themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. So they haven't
1: spent enough time just sitting and noticing what they're thinking and feeling letting it be okay mm-hmm. and discovering that on the other end of that or underneath all of that is perfect bliss. Yeah. It's perfect happiness. And it's perfect love already. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Can, like, so, sorry, no, no. So it's like the way I sometimes put it is like, you know, like what you're looking for is where you're looking from.
0: Mm.
1: Like it just, just that one thing alone. Like, yeah. What you're looking for is where you're looking from. It's all, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like, again, it's like one of those things you just say and you forget, but it's like a hundred percent true.
0: Yeah, no, it is definitely. Yeah. Can you find, Happiness through someone else?
1: Ew. (laughs) But, but. I was hoping you'd say that, but, you know. (laughs) But, but but I will say that um, the beautiful thing about relationships is that they always um, ultimately lead you back to yourself. Yeah. Right? So, so in that way, they can. And they do.
0: Yeah. That's why. There's always added joy. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Totally. And also, and so there's, I remember I dated a girl once for a while and her dad had an office. He was a doctor and he had an office and he had a sign that said, everybody brings joy into this office. Some when they come, some when they leave. (laughs) right? So that's part of it. But also you just learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about um, the ways in which your dyslexic search for love and happiness and peace um, can be solved by looking for it within.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think especially in dating stuff, like people happiness is associated with a lot of like feeling yes versus a state right of yes. being it's like this mm. oh we went to a baseball game i had so much fun it's a ceiling <laughs> it's of a happy you know yeah. and 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 that connection obviously with somebody else which adds to happiness mm-hmm. but if that is removed and that starts affecting you wow. and look natural and normal for it to affect you at some point or for period of time yeah. but if you become that person then that's the problem like it, totally. you know oh i mean gosh. we've all i've gone through breakups and gone through a shitty time and then yeah. you know it's how you do you pull yourself back out
1: oh my gosh totally like i think um you're and i love the way what you said there in terms of like love not being it's like it's not certainly not a status right it's not it's not a state of emotion right it's just a state of being yeah and it's something that you can be with or without a person, mm-hmm. right? Like, in, in fact, that's really only what love is. It's yeah. something that you can that you are, regardless of whether or not you're dating someone or in a relationship with somebody or married to someone or have mm-hmm. kids or any of that stuff, you already are that thing. Yeah. When you're at that place, then you're probably really ready for a relationship. Yeah. That. So the other thing I'll say about that is that, you know, I think that love and relationships aren't something that you, uh, relationships um, aren't something that you should seek out, to complete your, make you happy. Mm-hmm. But there's something that should already, that should enhance the happiness you already have. Yeah. Can enhance your happiness. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately they're really just about awakening and growing in consciousness or awareness. Yeah,
0: If you have any stories about happiness, are you feeling unhappy? What's making you unhappy? Share with us at kind of dating at gmail.com. Um, we'll answer your question on the show, or I can probably answer it to you on email. Um, follow us also on social media. I'm at kind of dating at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where are you at again? All I'm your socials. All
1: social media at Rob Mac official.
0: Oh, so yes, simple. I know. Some bitch took well, my Natasha Chandell on what? Twitter.
1: I thought you were the one and only. Like a one of one.
0: I'm going to snap this button up. Okay.
1: <laughs> See that? Roy <laughs> so rage came out.
0: <laughs> so angry. Um, okay. So can you, happiness coach, can yeah. you train yourself to focus on happiness?
1: So, yes. And, I, and so, um, so there's. Twofold answer. So there's like the answer for the people that like like me that were extremely unhappy. And I would say, yes, you can train yourself to be ha- to be happy. And then you get to a place in your life where it's not about training yourself to be happy. It's just letting go of the unhappiness. And mm. that sounds kind of weird, but the short answer is yes, you can. Um and you start um in the beginning, it takes a little effort because everything is hard until it becomes easy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like walking was hard until it became easy, but it still takes a little effort in the beginning because when we start to think different, we feel differently mm-hmm. and we behave differently. And but that all requires the brain gets rewired in that mm. process, right? And so if you're unhappy or you're not particularly happy, you've just been thinking and feeling and behaving in a certain way, and that's hardwired into your brain. So when you start to rewire all of those sort of connections, that network, mm. it does take some effort. But absolutely, you can if you're not happy now, you can most certainly be happy, and it doesn't have to take ten. In fact, you can experience it in one single second. I mean, right yeah. now I can experience this very moment. I mean, there's only ever one thought between you and happiness
0: ever. Mm-hmm yeah i love what you said though sometimes it's as simple as letting go of the unhappiness
1: i'd say that's all it is yeah actually that's all um
0: i just started meditating in like may um where I've always done like deep breathing and yoga and whatever, but not like meditation. And I uh, often talk, we're actually going to do an episode uh, with them. Um, I'm hoping, but I go to a Buddhist temple in, um, Hacienda Heights. And so I actually have a monk. Um, she's like my, my friend now. And so, you know, she would always tell me like, you're not allowed to meditate unless you get trained properly. And so I did. And in May I got trained and I, I did it. And the first time, uh, I did the second time I did it. I was in like a floating pool in Spain. And, um, i was very very like highly highly anxious i was having i had an anxiety breakdown in april Mm -hmm. um literally like chest pain. Oh I couldn't gosh. function. I was, I went to ER, I was urgent care three times. Like I was like, I couldn't breathe that night. I was like, what's happening. And the whole time I thought it was anxiety. Yeah. And I went into therapy and my, my therapist made me like draw my body. And she was, it was such a simple thing, but I think it might help people if they're m- maybe going through this to identify. But, um, she made me draw my body and in different color markers said like, where do you feel when in your body, when you feel, um, anger. Where do you feel sadness? Where do you feel happiness? Where do you feel calm? Where do you feel tired? And so all in different color. And so I I did it. Which where do you feel anxiety? And so um, I drew it out. And my anxiety for me was in my my shoulders and my neck. And she said, "Where's your?" um," And my sadness and happiness and anger were all in the same place, which my face, my chest, and my stomach. And at least when I was drawing it. So she's like, "What's hurting right now?" And and I said, "My." chest and then she's like so there's no anxiety in that so which one of these three is it wow and then i realized like i wasn't angry and i wasn't happy and it was sadness and then when i was in this floating pool and i was meditating it like hit me of what everything i was sad about like of all the people that i felt like i was sad about and i was like whoa i was like It's sadness this whole time. Like, I didn't understand even what I was feeling. And the minute I recognized it and I was there, I, like, mentally said to myself, all right, you okay to, like, forgive them and let it go? Mm. And then I was like, okay. Wow. And, like, I did. That's profound. And, like, it's, like, immediately... This whole pain, I came back and it was like basically gone.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And uh, and now like every time I get it, I'm like conscious. I'm a little bit. I'm like, oh, well, what am I actually feeling? Hmm. You know? And what you said of just like letting it go sometimes yeah. and like forgiving people. And I think that's like a big thing in this dating world. Is like, you know, people hurt us or we feel like they've hurt us, and and uh, we hold on to it and don't realize that. Maybe all we have to do is just like forgive and let go.
1: Oh my gosh, it's everything. Um, that's a great way of putting it. And, um, you know, uh, wow, what a story! I mean, there's so much there. There's so much there. Like, um, the one thing I will say is that, um, the beauty of meditation and a great therapist is at the core of this. They offer the same thing. Oh, yeah. What a, what a therapist does for you essentially is what you can do for yourself in meditation. Mm-hmm. And that is hold this space of non-judgmental awareness. Yeah. That's what's happening. And when you're just holding that space, we would really call it loving awareness. Mm-hmm. We're not judging anything. You're not condemning anything. You're not also not appreciating anything. You're just yeah. looking and observing um, maybe at the absolute highest with the highest intention of understanding maybe not even that i'd say just observe and um you, but then what you discover is that you do have this understanding and in, in that understanding understanding You know what's followed by that is transform. You just suddenly are transformed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was your experience, and so um, I think that's essentially the core of what meditation is. Certainly, that's what vipassana meditation is, Um, and that's also what a great therapist does. And when they've done all these studies and they found, you know, what's at the what's at the core of healing? And they've looked at different schools of healing um, for people. They've said, "Oh, is it uh, psychodynamic? Is it Freudian? Is it Jungian? Is it?" They said, "You know what? Doesn't really matter what school of thought you come from or what approach you take. At the end of the day, it has more to do with the therapist and whether or not they can authentically." occupy this space of non-judgmental awareness of mm-hmm. loving awareness. And so um, that's where all the healing happens. Yeah. Transformation. I just love this story that you shared, though. It's just yeah. so profound.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, oh, this meditation thing works. Yeah, yeah I might try tried this. again. <laughs> this is good. This is, good. This is good. Yeah. But so you think it's also like ch- um, changing focus or like changing the things that we're focusing on?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I would without question. I mean, um, so like in a lot of, for instance, like spiritual tradition, traditions, almost all of them are really encouraging they a lot of the effort is to encourage you to stop looking at the world so much mm-hmm. stop having all your focus outside of you and to begin to redirect that focus inside of you mm-hmm. I mean that's almost every spiritual teaching every all psychology will, t- yeah. will tell you that at the end of the day that the world out here while it's great and it's interesting and it's very fascinating and sometimes very seductive mm-hmm. um, if your all of your attention is there, you will generally live a very sort of like chaotic life yeah certainly emotionally and psychologically and so and so the perfect metaphor, I think, is really thinking about the sun. Like the sun is always shining. We talked about this a little bit before. The sun is always shining. And sometimes, let's say that we're the earth. Sometimes we think it's night and sometimes we think it's day. And when it's night, we think, oh, the sun has set. That, it's, mm. that it's somehow it's, that's the sun it hasn't done anything. The sun is still perfectly shining. And it's just that the orientation of the earth is different. We're now mm. facing away from the sun, right? At least on that part of the earth, whatever part of the earth we're on. And so the invitation there is then is to direct yourself to the sun all day, every day, mm. right? That sun, you can call God, you can call that the God that's within you. Yeah. But it's basically turning inwards and facing where happiness really is that allows you to experience happiness all day. But every I day. think
0: that's what it also, like, I think a lot of people struggle with facing inward because they don't yeah. like what's inward. Yeah. It's like, what about that? Like, yeah. how do they start changing how they feel about themselves that yeah. is all the thought mind created like thought about themselves that's blocking
1: yeah i think just micro life. moments i mean you know and therapists and coaches have great tools to yeah. help you do it in micro moments or do it in playful ways mm-hmm. um but you don't have to do it all at once and neither should you do it all at mm-hmm. once um but just do it in micro moments i mean um for me one of the things that i recommend to people when they're first starting is don't try to meditate for 30 minutes oh, yeah. or don't even try to meditate for 10 minutes it's way too much like just when you can as often as you can remember your breath and let all mm-hmm. the thoughts go mm-hmm. and just notice what you're thinking feeling in that moment and then let them go and then go back to what you're doing and if you can do that consistently throughout the day these little micro meditations you'd be surprised because you're integrating this meditative sort of non-judgmental awareness this loving awareness into your daily life and all of a sudden little insights happen like the kind of insights you had though that was really incredible and dramatic Mm -hmm. but you'll start to have these little insights and those little insights will transform your life without making intentional effort to transform behavior itself. The behaviors mm-hmm. will just start to change on their own. Suddenly, so mm-hmm. you're like, eh, it doesn't feel so good to smoke those cigarettes. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't have an interest the way I used to, or I don't feel like, you know, drinking 10 shots of tequila tonight. Like it doesn't yeah. feel, you know, so you start to have these little things that happen and it's a lot less effortful than it would be otherwise. Yeah. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah. 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 Um, one tool my therapist gave me that like really also helped me was, um, but at the time she, she told me just to do it for one thing. And I just, decide to one-up her basically <laughs> but I basically came home and wrote out every negative thought I had about myself everything as long as it could be whatever it was I wanted out of my head and I wrote down every negative thought and then on another piece of paper I wrote down the complete opposite positive thought about myself and then I ripped the negative stuff up and I've like thrown it away and then for morning and night for like because she told me it takes 60 days to like rewire your brain and so for 60 days every morning and every night or any time I felt, even in between, it was a lot, guys, um, in between (laughs) that I felt a negative thought come in, I reread that. Or I I said the positive part of whatever it was. But morning and night, I reread that list to myself. Love this. And that helped a lot.
1: And you're gangster. What? You did it? I've, so I've been in...
0: I mean, you still work, every day it's a work in progress, but it's helped a lot.
1: But it's incredible, though, that you first of all stuck to it for six days. I've been recommending that, something similar to that. Yeah. For two decades for 20 years since i started wow. coaching and the number of I mean, people that wow, are actually you started
0: when you were one years old i
1: started when i was Jeez. actually i was a half year old i was six months old Gosh. yeah yeah it's crazy i know you i know i was born, just i came out of the womb it's kind of like buddha this. yeah i was born <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was kind of crazy yeah Sorry. yeah it's been a it's been a you know um so i started doing this even before i was talking <laughs> apparently and so um but yeah it, and it's interesting because like only a handful of people who really had the um I guess the investment or the interest mm-hmm. in committing to it in the way that you did since that's like
0: so much. about. I mean, your... I just, I went, I yeah. was going through a taught I was like, this needs to change. I can't yeah. do this again. Cause it's actually not productive. And, um, I mean as anybody who knows me yeah. knows that I'm a highly productive person. <laughs> so when I'm not, that's not the way I can't yeah. do that anymore.
1: Um, that's essentially what that is essentially is cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. Simplified, yeah.
0: That's what it is. Right? Yeah. It's
1: just reframing and cognitive therapy is basically mm-hmm. reframing. Um, Byron Katie has a different version of that, where she asks you to question those negative thoughts mm-hmm. and essentially uh, do what she calls a turnaround. Yep. But that's what you essentially did on paper yeah. in your own way. I just I, I love that, and at the end of the day, that's really all it comes down to. Certainly in the beginning, is starving the thoughts that don't feel good, mm-hmm. feeding the thoughts that do, yeah. and keeping that up for long enough that it becomes effortless. Yeah, and as... I
0: think also so, like one of the tips that I heard that helped me a lot too was like when they were just like fake it, fake it for a little bit, and yeah. I I didn't I didn't like that I. Idea because I was like, I don't want to fake anything. Yeah. But the truth is when you do sometimes like say something over and over and over and over again, again to yourself you do start believing it and that's what we are doing with negative thoughts we're saying it over and over and over to ourselves and making ourselves believe oh my that. gosh completely and they're not true either so get them the fuck you, out yes. and swap it with something
1: you just so you just that's it that's precisely it like at the end of the day a belief is a thought that you just keep thinking yeah you just keep repeating that's all all the beliefs you have in your head that's all that happened mm-hmm. now look you can uh, really solidify that belief even fat and make it more and make turn those thoughts into beliefs even more quickly and um, if you attach a lot of emotion to them, mm. right? So that's also the power of visualization mm-hmm. or imagination that we don't. And that's also the problem with sort of hypnotism. Like we, we've discovered like through, you know, people are hypnotized and they try to help these like kids that we think have been possibly molested or something. And then what happens is lots of them happen. Lots of them haven't been, but they create these false memories because mm. they've been asked to remember something that hasn't actually you know yeah, happened. happened. So anyway, that all that points to the, possibility and opportunity that you can use the that sort of function for good yeah by intentionally choosing your thoughts and then continuing to think them over and over again infusing them with enough emotion that you get excited about it mm-hmm. until it becomes a belief once it becomes a belief it becomes effortless yeah and then you can sort of like take your sort of foot off the gas pedal and you're in cru- cruise control yeah you know what i mean and and that's one level i would say that there's a level beyond all of that that's a deeper more um sort of like unconditional immovable and shakable abiding sense of peace and happiness that um most folks haven't experienced or they've only experienced in moments but i'd say there's something that goes even beyond all of that yeah you know beyond the positive
0: thinking yeah makes sense no yeah totally yeah so i want to give some people some practical tips on like what they can do yeah. in their dating life that could like be a little bit more positive yeah and i think one simple thing is like on dates yes Talking about positive things oh. versus like the really, really bad stuff, yes, or constantly yeah. bringing it back to bad stuff, so- you know, like
1: yes, it's
0: whatever the server can like r- Is this yeah. so da 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 da, this part of my life is shit. That part of my life is shit. These people are shit,
1: yeah. That's a home run rate. Right? I mean, honestly, and because and the one thing that we know from science is like, so the best relationships consist of two people, um, first of all, that are independently happy going in. OK, that goes without saying, totally. um, but the, they also consist of two people who see the best in each other, mm. despite what the other is showing them. Right. And not only do they see the best in each other, but they rate that person better than that person's five closest friends right so that's what the best relationship consists of essentially we call that positive illusion Mm -hmm. like you've got to see the best so you might as well start right now yeah especially if you want to have a health happy healthy harmonious relationship you know and i would encourage other people to do that as well if you do it and you're really authentic about it and you mean it people tend to get in line pretty quickly or Mm -hmm. they just say this isn't a person i want to hang out with because i'd rather hang out with the miserable Mm -hmm. crew so i love that natasha that's really like that's gold
0: and like even th- I think in like the earlier step of your dating profile, yeah. like put happier yeah. pictures, people. Yeah. Pictures, what you're writing in there, like try to focus on things that might be more positive than totally. the lack of, right?
1: Totally. And and I would say and I would take it a step even uh, back before that. So this was that the prequel. And this, yeah, I don't yeah. Know what this is yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pre prequel. Yeah. <laughs> and um would be um. You know, The same way that you don't like go to a grocery store when you're hungry because you'll buy everything, especially the junk food, and you almost go there first. Mm-hmm. Like, try not to do that with your dating life. I know that's really hard, but like when you're really, really, really unhappy, try not to go out, to, you know, onto the dating apps. Try not yeah. to go out there, da- like that's it's pr- not going to do I've anything but it. feed your unhappiness. Though, that in and of itself, yeah, we've all done that. That's how we know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to tell other people not to do it. I'm like, don't yeah, do it. <laughs> but that's also um, a very strong recommendation. That being said, you know, I think, um, I think Eckhart Tolle says it well, he says, you know. The beautiful thing about suffering is that if you haven't had enough, you always get more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that eventually will wake you up from the nightmare that is your life. Mm-hmm. And When you wake up and you realize that reality is sweeter than your dreams about it were. Yeah. Right. So if you need a little more suffering, then go out there and date when you're unhappy. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually, you know, uh, one of the earlier things I had learned in life was, was uh, like whatever you ask God. um, God can't like zap it to you. He's just going to put you in every situation (laughs) to make you choose that. I love that. And so whether it's like, Hey God, I want, I I want strength. So then God will put you in every situation that will say, okay, cool. You, You said you want strength, now choose it. And, courage whatever it is happiness is a great so it's like you he'll put you in every unhappy situation possible and say cool choose happiness and for the people out there who like don't you know believe that that's an option like i was asking you earlier i said you know do you think that you're happy and and i i really actually been asking myself this lately because i was just like preparing for this episode but also just like sort of in general being like yeah am I yeah. you know or am I not I don't I couldn't figure it out and then I realized like it sort of think that um as somebody who's gone through a lot like you know and I've talked about in this show from domestic abuse in my in the in the home crazy crazy parents growing up you know all kinds of like abusive relationships uh illness i was like fucking sick for like seven years and then a year and a half after that like to go through things and to still like have wonder and offer for the world and i still don't hate people it's not like it's and i've never hated people but you do work through mom's. things yeah, yeah yeah no no i fucking sometimes yeah. really um no i'm kidding i kind of like people but you know that that whole thing and i've I've started to be like i think i'm a happier person for sure i think the basic outlook is still positive and so i only say that because it's possible yeah and that's what i want to show people is like you can have really 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 millions of shitty things happen to you and there's still things i can't mention ever on camera Mm. and and you can still choose happiness yeah because i feel like that's what god was doing for me wow
1: that's so powerful yeah it's it's um it's one of the countless things i love about you Tasha. like you know your transparency and your authenticity and um you know i think um i had a girlfriend once i remember the first girlfriend i had she said something like she said i'm she said i love you (laughs) and i and then she and then i didn't say anything back (laughs) And, and i remember like oh and then and then and then i went through this whole like i was going through the the progressions is my brother and I call it where I was like, really like, do I love this chick? Do I love this chick? And I was and I was as I was going through it, I realized and, and it was quiet for a moment. And I kind of got this response. I, I guess it was from God and my intuition, whatever you want to call it. It was like, if you have to if you have to ask the question, then the answer is no. You know, you, it's not something you have to ask. And that was such a beautiful moment for me because I realized that I was trending in the right direction though. Yeah. You know, and I think that's all that we can hope to do some, I know I love to make quantum leaps. I want to be able to say, Oh, I made my 10 million today. I don't want to wait for a hundred years or 10 Mm -hmm. years or whatever, but, but life generally is something that we um, just need to get faced in the right direction about and then continue trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way, very much the way happiness is like when I was suicidal and unhappy, it was not a major, in fact, there were, there were, I would say years that I was still somewhat suicidal. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, on any day I could have, honestly, if I had had a gun, I probably would have done it honestly, but there were, you know, for a long time, because I was try, I was like pretty much figuring this whole thing out by myself. It was before I discovered like some of these incredible authors and teachers out in the world who have written about it and spoke mm-hmm. about it and all this stuff. But It was just inch by inch by inch. And then one day you look back and you're like, holy smokes, that's amazing because I thought I was always buried and Mm -hmm. I was just planted or whatever, as they say. But it was like the whole time I thought I was really going to be unhappy forever. And so I think Tony Robbins says you underestimate or you overestimate what you can accomplish in a year and underestimate what you can accomplish in 10. Um, But happiness doesn't have to take that long either. Mm -hmm. Neither does love. But it is a as long as you're trending in the right direction. Yeah everything right
0: yeah and i think it's like perspective also like for people to know because i think again a lot of people think we are the things that happen to us right and it's a- very con common issue that i've gone through a b c d e and we can list it all um and so life must suck because i've gone through these things versus taking every moment as like well maybe you didn't pass the test the first time so like god's like here's another shot you know and then all right and then pa- here's another shot because the truth is According to any any philosopher, any spiritualist, any religion, any anything, they all say the one constant thing, which is life is suffering. And so things are gonna keep happening, yeah. but how you find or how you continue to have your sense of self
1: yeah. and I love has this has to stay yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, no. I, I love this. And I would I would um I love the way you said it, and I would say it just slightly differently. I would say attachment to life is suffering, Mm, right? It's the attachment piece. Um, Life itself, and I don't mean by that the circumstances of your life or the conditions of your life or any of that, none of that stuff, not even your body or your thoughts or your feelings. Life itself, so that same infinitely intelligent um, source, energy source that— Keeps the sun shining, the earth rotating, revolving around the sun, and all that good stuff that keeps the air in your lung. All that that intel, that that life source that is really impossible to describe or define in any way. Really, okay, that in itself, pure bliss. There's no yeah. suffering in that at all. Your attachment to things working out the way you want them to work out, or life, life situations, conditions, circumstances going according to your plan. Nothing but suffering in that because it's like you work so hard to get it, there's suffering in that, you get it, you feel okay for a moment, and then now there's nothing but suffering because you're worried about losing it. Yeah. Right? So if you can sort of look through all of that and to discover and to feel and experience, putting that loosely, your oneness with that eternal, infinite, indestructible source of life itself, no suffering.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. It's
1: just to the extent that you can either, that you either, remember or forget putting it loosely again that you are one with this indestructible unconditional source of pure bliss love and joy like yeah that's it
0: guys remember that shit
1: I'm all tapped out
0: <laughs> You have the power to be happy that's true and people will like you more
1: oh uh, yes they will find you much more it's attractive it's gonna be much yes. hotter oh especially my god the, I mean, especially that the weird? happy You're people be, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all
0: right well thank you so much for being on the show that we got we got fucking deep
1: we did we did but it always happens with you Josh. <laughs> <the time> <laughs> you know it, but, that's yeah.
0: what he said Uh-oh. i don't know I'm not gonna do all right, uh, so how, how can people find you on social media yeah
1: you can find me at um coach and also at uh, Rob Mac Official on all social media. And your book? Oh, yeah. You can find Happiness from the Inside Out yeah. on Amazon. And everywhere, great books are sold.
0: Yeah. And guys, <laughs> if you ever need a happiness coach, Rob's the guy. I so, am. yeah. I love what
1: I do. And I love people being happy. Please reach out. You know, I'm not going to—I um, just want to help. So you don't have to yeah. sign up for coaching. I just want to yeah. help people.
0: And we're friends outside of this. And he oh, he always asks me, he's like, will you tell me what makes you happy? And I, I'm always yeah. like, you know what? I didn't think of that. Let me— <laughs> <laughs> so, Could I appreciate you, it.
1: Well, it's true because you make other people so happy. I, I always wondered, just, you know, no, wonder No, I'm just you a happy. silly person. No, um, you're not. Thank
0: you so much for being on the show. We already did six questions with you, so you, so you can go back and listen to the ghosting episode and hear what he says. Uh, he says all the things mm. that turn them on and off. Um, and what, what love is. You had a great yeah. answer for that, too. Um, thank you so much for being oh. on the show.
1: My pleasure. Thank Friends,
0: you. Friends, we are at Kind of Dating on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Please follow us. And if you have a few seconds, give us a review on uh, any of the podcast apps that you hear us at. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kind of dating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time kind of dating is produced by myself and eric griffin who's also our audio engineer our associate producer is aisha holden and our show assistant is jenna ribbing the opening music is composed by joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by jenna yannick and k daniel ellis